Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink and find the hidden gems. I'm H.T. the raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Sir the cat. Hi. Happy Easter. Ah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I think I might have blasted the mic there, but when I was in my intro there, but sorry, Alex, and sorry, Hickey. Um, but no, you uh, just, you just, uh, bass boosted it a bit. Oh yeah. That's me doing the drop at the very beginning. <laughs> I'm like the worst Skrillex ever. Yeah, um, we do. We do, we do the drop at the start to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause uh, that's that, so much tension. Just so much tension. We, we, we live in 2018. We don't need <laughs> as much tension as we do. We got enough in the rest of the world. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, here at Two Temple of Works, we're going to go ahead and start at the uh, news. And the first news I want to actually bring up is that this episode's going to be the first one after our Patreon launches. Woo! Yeah, very um, s- very spooky. I'm glad you added the spooky noise. <laughs> That was more like an audience going, woo, ghost. Oh, it sounded like, oh, we are launching our Patreon. Woo, One, the Patreon. To be fair, somebody does die in our first Patreon episode, so. That is true, yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, Patreon, basically, if you listen to us and you like what we do, uh, we would really love it if you would you know, help throw us a couple bucks. And if we did, we'll throw some things your way. Like, uh, for instance, uh, for $5 a month, uh, you'll get uh, access to a newsletter that we do every month, which is basically us talking about stuff that we currently are really enjoying uh, that may not even be related to cartoons. Uh, uh, I know, I don't think anyone in the first one talked about cartoons. I know I'm not. Um, And... Also, uh, we talk about like a bunch of different things, like a bunch of different music and weird stuff like that. But uh, then we also you also get access to our bonus podcast, which is Toontown Nights, which I will admit that I shamelessly stole from uh, the Adventure Zone for Adventure Zone without even thinking about it. <laughs> I was it's, like, it's a working uh, title. It's a working title. That's well, that's funny because like I I proposed it I proposed it in our chat and I thought I was ripping off an episode of Continue where they had Continue Nights. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, I think it it's... even so. We're 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 ripping off people on multiple levels here. Yeah, I guess so because like uh, basically it's all just a giant and it's all just a giant parody of freaking Baywatch Nights. So yeah. So, um, but anyways, uh, well for uh. Toontown Nights, we watch uh, really bad cartoon movies, and we talk about them. We basically have to say something nice about them. Uh, the first one we watch is the Emoji Movie, and our next one is entirely dependent on our Patreons, because you also get a poll that you can vote for what is our next movie we're going to watch. Uh, so April's episode is going to be up basically as soon as the Patreon's up and going, 
And then we're going to vote for the one we're going to watch in May. You uh, get to choose which cinder block goes directly into our crotches. And our uh, $10 level, uh, that's our next one up. And in fact, we only have the two tiers at this time. Um, but on the $10 level, you can request, uh, you know, any short that you would like to see us do at the end of one of these episodes. Like, uh, like in, we, do, we do three shorts an episode. So on the third one, it'll be something that you have decided. Uh, it could be something on our list and we'll actually will provide our list to you. So you can pick something out. Or if you have something that fits our criteria that's not on the list and is easy accessible, um, then we will look and see if it's totally appropriate. We'll, we can always talk about that. Um, and there's that's going to be a limited slot. There's only 15 available. I don't know how many are going to be available by the time this episode goes up, so I don't know. Check that out. Um, but yeah, I, uh, we, and of course we're literally just starting it. So, uh, we are totally open to feedback. Uh, if there's something you would like to see more of, if there's something you want to, uh, something you have any ideas for ways to improve our page or anything like that, uh, or st- incentives you'd like to see. Like you, I know that there are a lot of places that do like a private discord server, specifically for Patreons, and uh, I don't know if that's something you want to do. I wouldn't necessarily wouldn't be able to upkeep that because I'm not good at Discord at all, but uh, I don't know. It might be something we could consider. Just give us ideas. We'll listen, and we'll try to see what we can do to uh, improve it because, honestly, uh, the whole point of this Patreon is so we can improve this podcast uh, so we Man. can, you know, Man. so we can compensate Alex and Aki, so we can compensate everyone, and basically so we can better equipment, everything we need to basically make this show just even better. And on that on that front, I'd just like to add, like, even if you're just able to, like, only pitch in, like, a dollar or something, like, don't don't feel like, oh, they're they're not gonna like it because I'm only pitching in oh. a dollar. Like, dudes and dudettes, that's, like, one of the biggest supporting, like, factors of, like, uh, Patreons out there. Like, seriously, it is a super underrated, like, option for people to do. And we and similarly, yeah. if you can't contribute, uh, uh, same thing. We don't we don't feel any. Oh yeah, uh, we definitely. We don't feel any disparagements to our to our fans who cannot. Uh, it's like no matter what, it's it's totally appreciated. If you can't afford it, then you can always just do what we what you've always been doing, which is just tell your friends. Yeah, uh, and let us. Uh, give us a review on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. You guys have uh, been like really, really good about that thing, and we we really appreciate it. Of course, and like you know, and as Sirk said, if you just want to do a dollar, that's totally okay. Um, I mean, really, uh, we feel like it, it's just it's it's something that uh, I'd be honestly honored if we even got like ten patrons. Period. <laughs> like, even if we got just ten, that'd be pretty freaking amazing. Um. So I, I, I don't I don't care if we get like a ton of them, but at the very least, I would like to, you know, you can contribute if you want or at the very least just tell people. That's all I really like. This is just so we can help uh, improve our scope because, you know, at this time, we're basically doing this for free uh, in our spare time. And it'd be kind of rad if we could actually make it so this was like a part-time thing for like Alex or even for us at some point. Just, just to, uh, just to be clear, the, uh, newsletter that's in the, uh, $5 level, right? Yeah. Cause we, we, we're not having, a, we don't have a ton of levels at this time. Um, I mean, just two, just two. And that's just because that's kind of what I saw. 
uh, when I was like looking around at other podcasts on Patreon. Uh, but I mean, if it ends up that people would like it to be split up a little bit more, we could definitely do that. Okay. Uh, we're, we're open to constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, we're just, uh, I'm just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and, uh, I will restructure things as needed. This is just something that I think this is, this is just me going by what I've seen so far on Patreon, what I would like to personally see from like, a this kind of thing, you know, like, uh, I really like bonus content. I really like hearing from creators about other things that they enjoy. That's kind of my framework for this. And I also like it when they also have like ability to give requests. So I don't know. Um, but, I but feel like we're kind of, that's such a waste of spaghetti. You could be feeding that to the shorties. I, I just, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of going bit into the sauces factory a bit when we're talking a bit more about why we're doing the Patreon and why we did the certain decisions. And I don't want to be defensive about it either, especially if we make some big changes. I don't know. But uh, I'm just letting you know that, yeah, this is where we're at right now. And it's not a permanent thing. At least the current setup is not a permanent thing. And it's always will change based on feedback. So just let us know. Yeah. All right. Would we like uh, to uh, get into the news now? Yes, let's get into the actual news. Uh, so I don't have a lot of news. Um, uh, there's a minor bit of news. They are doing a Lego Incredibles game, which huh. might be fun. Yeah. I, I It's kind of weird thinking about a... Uh, it, it, it is kind of weird how many Lego games are based off of Disney properties considering that WB owns the Lego brand license, you know, and these are going to be probably made by the Warner Brothers team, which is, I don't know. It's to be fair, Lego and Lego and Disney have had a working relationship for a while now. So it's, it's not too out there. It's not too out there. I just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Apparently it's going to be Incredibles one and two Lego games tend to be pretty fun. Um, I really want to play the newest Marvel one, but I haven't gotten around to it. But, um, yeah, so yeah, that's cool. Um, I think the bigger news and the more interesting news is that, uh, despite, uh, literally, like, despite all odds, uh, Gravity Falls is actually going to be a release on DVD as, like, a complete series. I'm hype as Uh, hell! Yeah, like, uh, it's kind of rare. In fact, it's incredibly rare for Disney to do this kind of thing because they don't see the value in releasing their extremely popular TV shows on collectible DVDs, you know, or anything like that because they are, I don't know, not even paying attention to their own market when they release DVDs every of the same movie every couple of years. I, th- you know? I think before this, like the most Gravity Falls got was like a collection of like random episodes in one DVD and that was it. Didn't, wasn't there a book one and a book two type thing? No. For Gravity Falls? No, there never was. Uh, never was. Wow. Wait, book one and book two. You mean the uh, journals? Yeah, I thought I thought that they I thought that they had released the seasons in that format. Oh no, those were just them, uh, but I guess not. Those were just uh, some uh, expanded universe books. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they only really released uh, Journal Three, which is the only one that's kind of important necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, by the way, definitely read Journal Three. It's actually really really fucking good. <laughs> um, but anyways. Uh, 
yeah, it's so and it's it's weird because these DVDs are all not being released directly by Disney, but they're being released by Shout Factory. Blessed, blessed is, Shout Factory. Which I, is great because Shout Factory rules, but at the same time, it's like it's so weird that Disney has to, you know, outsource this kind of thing just to release what it should be something very obvious to release. I mean, I I understand that like uh back when DVD was like when everyone was releasing TV shows on DVD, uh that Disney kind of did struggle a little bit to sell some of their DVDs for uh like their cartoon shows. I know that definitely was a problem. Um that's why they didn't get all the Rescue Rangers out on DVD, I believe. Uh but we live in 2018 where like every adult just wants to have a kid show around because it's the only thing that makes fucking sense anymore. So of course people are going to willing to be like actually willing to buy big, big, like periphery demographics are a thing now. So there's 100% incentive to actually sell these now. And hopefully this releasing and selling a gangbusters amount, uh, will actually convince Disney to release more of their series on DVD or they'll just put it on their streaming service and then they'll just say, fuck it. Is it know. a DVD or is it Blu-ray? It's a, uh, I think both. It's a blue. Is it both? Okay. I, I, what I saw was Blu-ray. Uh, they have a Blu-ray version, which I believe is just like four discs. And then they have a DVD one that's like seven discs. Sick, nasty. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they have it on both and apparently they're also going to have like a ton of special features, which Alex has not talked about yet because apparently they're secret. Um, but, uh, Yeah. Also, uh, and this is great news, especially in conjunction with uh, that graphic novel coming out, uh, which is basically a collection of episodes of Gravity Falls that uh, didn't fully get released, basically, uh, or ideas that Alex has for episodes that never got fully made, and then they're being made into a graphic novel, which That's is great. That's cool. Uh, I wonder if that's yeah. going to lead into the... Uh... Wasn't there talk of a third season that I didn't end up doing, or... the or, uh, no, like uh, Alex has Alex Hirsch has no intention to do a third season. At least no, at this no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, in the sense that he got tired and he kept the series a bit short. I wonder if like uh, he's gonna take the ideas from what he was gonna do there and put them in the graphic novel. Um, maybe. Uh, I know that at the very least, these are stories that Alex had that take place during the first and second seasons. It's not gonna be like brand new like third season kind of thing it's okay. like it's in the same summer as uh the show takes place uh now did anyone else had anything else they want to talk about cartoon wise uh that was basically me so um yeah, correct me if i'm wrong didn't we link something in the chat about uh lego movie sequel oh yeah uh that's coming out next year I think was that. Did I don't we know, know if that that's already? news or what. Oh, I think the uh, reason why we linked it was because uh, the Lego Movie Two. Uh, it was basically the director of the Lego Movie uh, Two saying like uh, making fun of Red pa- Player Ready Player One by basically uh, saying like saying that like oh god what was the actual thing of that let me get that actually here. The most ambitious crossover of all time, that whole thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, Chris Miller uh, said, there's a certain movie coming out with a bunch of famous characters from different movies and TV shows and games and that all interact in the same shared universe. Let me tell you, it is awesome. Yep, The Lego Movie 2 is coming this February. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's clever. Not exactly news, but still worth talking about, I'd say. Yeah, it's it's always good to slam Ready Player One. Um, yeah. Though, uh, from what I've heard, Ready Player One, the movie, is better than the book because it's less gatekeepy and garbage. It's just kind of generic. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone say it was good <laughs> for what I it's heard, worth. I, I mean, I I've heard, seen the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Well, I mean, I, 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 from one person, I've heard that it's basically like it's less a really big nerd jerk off. It's like like a lot of the references are just kind of in the background and kind of just there to be like set dressing. It's not actually part of the plot. Do you know what metal the DeLorean? Oh, stuff OK. It's so like, the so the the movie references in Ready Player One are like the video game references in Wreck-It Ralph. Basically, yeah, that's okay. basically that what they're going for. So I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's but what also, I understand. Also, I don't care because I'm not going to watch it. Let's, so let's let's be honest. This movie's been gang bashed ever since it, uh, ever since they got announced. The I, well, it's because it's because we yeah because it's because because the, 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 the author the author is a huge fire. misogynist. Yeah, and, yeah. That's so yeah, so, no, so, no, yeah no, I don't no. know. I'm this not, is this is not a Ready Player One podcast. Yeah, that's so that's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I just want Let's, all I want to say about Red Player One is just that uh, that just to make it seem like I'm not trying to say that the Ready Player One is good or anything, yeah. but like like just to say like the one criticism that I heard that's actually kind of valid is that uh, it it still doesn't do the thing where it. It tries to make it seem like, hey, you being identifying yourself by the media you consume and only that can be toxic. It like skirts on that, but also is blissfully unaware of it and also doesn't really address it very much. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's uh, it's kind of a woeful missed opportunity, but at the very least, it's not like the Antichrist, (laughs) which is good. Fuck it. it. We knew what we were getting with this movie. Actually, no. I was, uh, I was, I was sincerely expecting a lot worse. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Let's also, watch cartoons. Well, not yet, not yet, not yet, because okay. there's nothing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Oh, okay. It was not. It's not news. It's just something I want to talk about, and I've been actually wanting oh, to talk about this is all it week. Kingdom Hearts. So you're talking about Kingdom Farts? Uh, no, actually, oh, okay. actually no. Why? Uh, why is that? Why is that joke killing me? Why is that the thing that kills me? This low-hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that I ha- I'm still playing Kingdom Hearts, but I kind of took a small break here for what I'm actually actually talk about. But uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts two. Uh, it's actually better than I remember. Um, I just you know you know. Did you get to the I'll part talk about where the wire dances yet? Uh, dance with what? The wire dances. Dance yeah, I got dance. to. Yeah. I, I got dance water dance. dance. <laughs> Not that. But no, but, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but no. Uh, uh, it's it's good, but it's a lot better than I remember. But that's not what I want to talk about just yet because I still haven't finished it. Because and okay. I can totally changed my opinion. Uh, what I want to talk about here is that I got addicted to a TV show from my childhood very recently, and it's I ended up watching every single episode. Uh, 
And I, I am actually kind of shocked that I got this one, but it's, I got really freaking into the magic school bus. It's honestly really watchable even nowadays. Um, it's good entertainment. Yeah. It's like one of the few edutainment cartoons I would say is like worth watching as an adult today. Um, not because it's necessarily like the most clever show on earth or anything, but the fact that it's, it's just so endlessly creative and the characters are likable and Miss Frizzle is the best. And I love her so much. Um, I, I wrote some notes down about magic school bus that, uh, that I just, it's, uh, I think the main reason why the magic school bus works in a lot of ways, other than the fact that the characters are great and all that kind of stuff, um, is that it sh- it's such an outrageous premise. Just a school teacher who has a bus that can just turn into literally everything, and literally they break time and space every episode uh, in the most ridiculous fashions, and everyone seems to go along with it pretty pretty easily, Without like other than like maybe a couple times where like like other times like a couple like the part of the episode where they are about to die, <laughs> like which happens nearly every episode. Um, it, well, that that's what but, that's what it's like with a lot of entertainment stuff. Like uh, it all sort of ties back to I might be wrong. This is just me going off sort of like a baseline reading. It all kind of seems like it ties back to Cosmos where they kind of did that thing. Well, I mean, like the, what I'm what I'm just trying to say uh, is that it's so incredibly outrageous. But the reason why Magic School Bus works is that it makes it feel so natural. Like, it doesn't feel jarring when, like, it just, it you just kind of start off at a normal school, and then, like, halfway through, you're seeing a bunch of kids inside of salmon eggs after a bus that has, like, fish memories in it uh, <laughs> laid the kids' eggs. Uh, and then they're, like, and, like, you just kind of go... Oh yeah, that did happen. Well, it seemed to work. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't feel. It only feels weird when you analyze it too much, <laughs> and that's why it works. Mm-hmm. Um, like um, also, a thing one thing I did not remember realize was that the show didn't really try to hide Miss Frizzle's power from most people. Like there's like a, a, like maybe one episode where they actively are trying to hide that magic. Uh, that Miss Frizzle is magic to someone. Uh, otherwise, like, she does not give a fuck, and there are plenty of adults out there that seem to not give a fuck either. <laughs> and it's pretty great. Um, like, there's one episode where Cloris Leachman has a sound museum where she has, like, books f- that have, like, sound effects in them, and it's played as, like, a haunted house episode, and it's all about sound waves and stuff like that. And it's so absurd, but it just, I don't know. It's just, it, they don't, they make it work in a way that, uh, I, I just, I can't really explain it. Um, oh, there's also, uh, a couple things other than that though. Uh, for one, uh, one of the running gags, uh, in the show is that Miss Frizzle talks about how, uh, how her great grandfather Yoda Yo or her uh, uncle Yada Yada or something like that okay. said like basically he, she does like a saying based on like a relativism but uh, according to this uh, that Miss Frizzle is related to Santa Claus <laughs> uh, like literally canonically related to Santa Claus uh, 
and also Frank Lloyd Wright. So I guess they're in the same family tree. Oh no, um, Santa, Santa Claus is related to Frank Lloyd Wright. Yep, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, there's also a part where it's implied that Miss Frizzle. Uh, used to be a Shakespearean actress in the sense that she literally worked with Shakespeare. But then again, that wouldn't necessarily be true. And I'm sure she knew that wasn't like, I'm sure she was just trying to f with the kids because uh, yeah, she would know that uh, Shakespeare had only male actors, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, I just like the idea of Miss Frizzle just going through like being like Doc Brown in the back of the future ride, just kind of just being there in the background <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, kind of uh I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it seems like you don't have any trains of thought this time, Casey. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> um I mean, there's also an uh, one of like there's there's a lot of really uh, the other thing I just want to point out is that like early on they have some pretty, you know, basic episodes, uh, you know, digestive system, space uh, like the solar system, um, like that's the one where Arnold fucking dies. Yeah, that's the one where Arnold fucking dies. Um, and then there's also uh, God, there's like a lot of you know just basic kind of how things work. But then there are episodes like uh the time where Miss Frizzle teleported cl the class into a chicken vagina so they could see how eggs were made. That Aww. sounds fake. That is one hundred percent real. Uh, and they like get birthed into an egg and there's an, the whole episode, there's at one point of the episode, uh, Arnold gets trapped inside of a fertilized egg and he has to watch the chicken inside grow from a fetus to a full blown chick <laughs> over time. And it's such a weird that episode. Sounds like, that sounds like a scene in like a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> And like, it's also the framing device that is that the principal owns a pet chicken that ran away when the Miss Frizzle class was like trying to take care of it. So they had to get a new chicken for him. And that's what the, the context of this field trip is. And there's also the 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 salmon uh, episode where like, yeah, she go through the life cycle of a salmon, uh, which was really weird because like, yeah, the, the 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 kids get turned into salmon eggs and then they become weird fish embryo fetuses that like have like kids faces on them but oh are, like, they turn into sea man ones. yeah they turn into yeah. sea man yes they turn into sea right. man yeah it's it's fucking gross um there's and um i don't know there's there's just a lot of really weird ones the weirdest one is probably the chicken one if i'm gonna be honest but like uh there's also an episode where like to be fair to be fair, yes. the uh, the the I would have to work very hard to get over the uh, educational purposes of the uh, the chicken of tomorrow. That is true. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, in short, I just want to say that uh, you should definitely watch Magic School Bus if you haven't done so in like years. If only just watch a couple of the ones that you remember as a kid or some of the really weird ones like the egg one or the salmon one just so you can kind of revel in how bizarre the show kind of can be. But it's still really fun and interesting. And uh, it really did inform a lot of my childhood and my love for science. This and Bill Nye basically made me into such a huge science geek as a kid. Um, but um, yeah, like uh, all I really want to say is that like 
if nothing else, you should watch Magic School Bus because uh, it contains lines like, uh, the bus laid eggs and we're in them. And oops, I forgot raccoons can't whistle. <laughs> Which are just, there, there are lines that just like, you take them completely out of context like that, that are just perfect. Well, uh, can just, you? Uh, you know, it, I, I actually can't do the finger whistle thing, which was she was talking about with this video, because Riss Frizzle turned herself into a raccoon and she couldn't whistle with that anymore. But I can do other kinds of whistles. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm really bad at it, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's wrong. Yeah. Science. Science, yep. I, I prove you're wrong, Miss Frizzle. I demand an apology. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, before I forget, one more thing about Miss uh, Magic School Bus. Uh, another thing I completely forgot about is that the show actually has a section at the end of every episode where it's specifically about kids telling the creators of Magic School Bus of the, how bad they were with the science in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> like literally they have to like where they have to issue corrections and explain that okay yeah this doesn't make sense and we had to speed this kind of process up or this won't necessarily happen if you do this and all that kind of stuff which honestly i completely forgot of and i actually really respect the show a lot more because i completely forgot that was a thing so that's good that's good um so yeah anyways now let's go to the actual podcast of the show um, which is we go ahead and we watch cartoons that have uh, fallen either into the public domain or are very easily accessible. Um, and we just to see if whether or not they deserve to be remembered or not. We're like so, cartoon Valkyries descending into the battlefield of public domain to bring you the only the worthy cartoons up. The rest get left in the dust. Well said. But they don't. Oh. We watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> These Look, cartoons, these the cartoons, no, 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 no. These, these cartoons are dead before we watch them. <laughs> Nobody mean, knows about them. And if they're bad, then we make more people know about them. So really, we're more like, like <laughs> we're more like buzzards. Then. Yeah, we, we with with no discrimination, we watch cartoons from a DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Casey, make, good and Lord. Make, and then we make assessments about them. That's, hey Casey, you just removing all the you're removing all the mysticism and like actual things. Like you, you expect us to get <laughs> no, paid for this DVD collection. We have to pretend. We it's, have to pretend that we're actually doing a, real work here. It's, a, get it's money. a wizard's DVD collection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and pull up the list. You sound like a frog there. Thank you. <laughs> and drum roll and... Huh. Okay, fine. Uh, we are going to watch uh, Farmer Alfalfa again. Huh! Well, okay. Uh, and this one's called Two of a Trade. Two of a trade. That could be literally anything. Huh. It's very <laughs> weird. I approve. This cartoon is so weird. I approve. 
Oh, God. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the it bird... It started here, really good. Yeah. It starts with bird pants, which is always good. It yeah. started so good, it got, it got better. I'm we very happy... I'm very happy that the bird pants... We got bird pants, because that's the title of our episode, and we got it so early, so that's good. It's bird pants. Oh, bird pants. Um, but, yeah, it starts off with a bird just waking up, morning routine, taking a shower, all that kind of stuff. Honestly, if this short was nothing but the bird just having a chill-ass day, I would 100% be behind this. Um, but, unfortunately, it's not that, because basically what happens is after he goes down the tree, put on his bird pants, uh, he starts uh go ahead he goes ahead and starts catching worms for himself because he's an early bird i guess uh but then uh as he's catching the worms which are biting his ass like and repeatedly yeah just the worms are fighting back they don't want to be eaten and they're comboing him really hard yeah but it's like the the, the worms have like teeth they kind of like are weird snakes they're biting or something. yeah they're biting they're kind of like it's it kind of reminds me of like it reminds me of like that word from the S. Steve shorts uh, from Strawbat, you know? Yes, I made But, like, but then, okay, so then the, the birds, the birds, uh, birds catching worms, but then a cat comes by who's not Felix the cat. Uh, he comes by and steals the worms from the bird, which makes me go, like, all of us were like, why was the bird? Why does the cat want worms? Yeah, like I thought my original thought at least was that the cat was trying to eat the bird and the bird was trying to eat the worms. A little so cycle like, of nature, just. Yeah, and I thought they were going to like play here. with that concept, but no, the cat just straight up fucking steals the worms and Ooh. leaves with the can of worms. Little and, do you uh, know, this cat is the protagonist of this uh, cartoon. Yeah, and, and speak, speaking of can of worms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like this, <laughs> this, this cartoon gets super funky. Uh, the cat, um, so Farmer Alfalfa is trying to get worms himself. He's doing kind of like a Pied Piper type thing, or he's playing a flute so that the worms surface it's, and then trying like to grab a, at them. It's like in those cartoons where the dude like is playing the flute to charm the snake. He's doing that, but with worms. Yeah, he's yeah yeah, and that's probably the joke they were going for, not the Pied Piper. Um, so he, he's trying to get them and then the cat, uh, comes by with the can of worms and Farmer Alfalfa steals the can of worms and kicks the cat in the ass. Um, (laughs) yeah, like there's, there's a lot of violence against cats in this cartoon. A lot of ass centric violence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's ass biting, ass kicking, uh, ass punching. There's just a lot of ass in this and a lot of ass damage, ass damage. To be Real, fair, realistic I, ass damage. To be fair, that is pretty hilarious, though. No, well, yeah, because I get to say the word ass a lot, so of course. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> it's just so like the cat was like, I, I don't know why the cat was like in front of Farmer Alfalfa and like like trying to like like, like flaunting the it. it. <laughs> yeah, flaunting it. Like I don't know what like is. We still don't know why it, the uh, the cat initially got the can of worms. No, the, the, I, cat, the cat is clearly just malicious, kind of like the... Like, I, I have a hard time figuring out what the cat's ulterior motive is in this cartoon. He's just a dick. He, he is an agent of chaos. The cat and, is a trickster uh, spirit. Yeah. Um, and so, like... So, so far off after, after stealing the cat's worms, uh, he... 
tries to go into his boat, but like the cat's chasing after him, and like the cat just turns around. No, 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 no. hang on, hang on, hang on. You're missing, you're missing the one moment where like for 15 seconds, Farmer Alfalfa is trying to get into the boat because it keeps on flipping. Um, I know we haven't got there yet. That's coming out. Okay, sorry. Apologies. You're good, but. But, like, when running to the boat, like, the cat just sort of, like, looks behind him. Well, the cat just, like, starts walking backwards when the farmer was looking at him. I don't he's, know what he's doing like about. He's doing, like, and stuff. Yeah, it's, like, It's really strange. Very oddly <laughs> communicated ideas. And then he kicks um, the cat again. Yeah. Um, right in the fucking face. Uh, and uh, then... Like, so then Far Off Alpha then, like, spends, like, yeah, as Cirque said, 15 seconds of, like, really, really, like, uh, detailed animation, uh, for its time, uh, of him, like, trying to, like, f- get in the boat and then, like, flipping the boat and then trying to unflip the boat and over and over again for, like, a good, like, 15 to 20 seconds. It's, it, it, it outstays its welcome quite quickly, but at the very least, it's not looping animation, so I don't mind too bad. Um, but... I don't know. Then he goes on the boat and starts trying to catch fish, but then the cat apparently is there. Swimming and, in the ocean. Yeah, swimming in the ocean, and then eating all the fish that he catches uh, before he gets on, get on the boat. And then... This is where then, it gets bonkers. Yeah, this is where the cartoon <laughs> the, goes the, the Because, so, like, the cat gets, like, thrown off the uh, boat by Farmer Alfalfa, and he starts sinking, and apparently yeah, he sinks s- to the uh, bottom of the ocean, where yeah, they he have... he submerges to the bottom of the ocean where there are frogs. First of all, there are frogs <laughs> that live at the bottom of the ocean, and, and they have a fire department at the bottom yeah, the, of the ocean. Um, <laughs> the frogs <laughs> a fire see the department cat. At the bottom of the ocean. That was my oh. talking heads. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Okay, so so basically the cat uh, is catched by the fire department frogs under the sea. Um, and then they the cat then gets like really mad at the farmer and basically to try to like uh, improve his situation, he starts reading a book, which it's, uh, it's titled it's like a, Wisdom of the Sages and it looks like a fucking reaction image that you post on Twitter or something. Yeah, like, I, I, can, I can totally imagine a meme where it's, like, three pictures. First is the cat pulling out the book, the second one is a close-up of the cover, and the inside is just, like, a image macro of some sort, or some dumb words or some shit. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, Wisdom of the Sages, inside it says, I'm gay. That's it. <laughs> um, but, uh, or just a picture of, like, the... Oh, what are memes? I don't even know what memes are today. Uh, uh, um. So okay, we go from the meme book, but 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 okay. So here's the thing, though. So the thing that's written in that book, the cat finds so inspirational, is I believe uh, a wise man closes his mouth and opens his eyes, or something like uh, that. It was, it, was, it was an angry man. An angry man opens his mouth and closes his eyes, which is basically okay. be positive. Right. Um, which, I mean, okay, I get that. Um, but then the immediately uh, the cat goes to a cat face octopus with a, uh, uh, not a cat face, uh, uh, like an octopus with like a big, I don't know, goes to an octopus that has a tentacle trunk that spits eggs. Um, 
and feeds a, like a thousand eggs to a dogfish. Uh, and was it then, a dog? It just looked like a straight up dog to me. And that was the other weird thing is like, why are there so many mammals at the bottom of the ocean? I'm I am a I am ninety percent sure it was a dogfish. I think that's what the joke was. But just, I don't know why I don't okay. know why there's a dogfish wanting eggs under the sea. But yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, like a little um, a, a little clever gag where the uh, where the the dog requests a thousand eggs and the octopus stacks them up and counts them all and removes one from the top. Very clever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, the, that fucking tentacle trunk thing is so horrifying. Weird. It's horrifying. Like, oh, God. Look, you look. Um, you want to talk horrifying? You just you just wait a little bit. Yeah, we well, haven't okay. even gotten to the weirdest part yet, and that's the that's the crazy thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it, we we haven't gotten to the part where the cat basically. It's I the guess, next talks thing. To, the cat talks to the octopus and tells him to like I don't know, give him some wine or some shit. And so gives him like gives the cat a big bottle of wine and he ties it to the fishing lure of the uh, of the farmer alfalfa who then brings it up. And then he just decides to go, eh, I'll drink this wine from the bottom of the ocean. And then he it isn't get, even he, it isn't even like eh, he doesn't even like shrug. He's just like, oh, boy, wine. And he drinks it and he then, drinks a mysterious bottle from the ocean. So he deserves everything he gets. Yeah, because then the, uh, like, a puff of, like, steam with a hammer on it comes out of the bottle, hits him on the head several times, and then he starts saying triple, and then the wire around him turns black, and then it starts to, uh, waver and pitch as a bunch of fish start flying over him. And then there is a short sequence well, where, yeah. Well, Go ahead, real quick, though. Oh, no, no, uh, yeah, real quick, uh, just, uh... There, the, I was really confused at first because, like, what the 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 sea turns like black after he throws the bottle into the ocean, and I thought the joke that they were gonna go with is that oh he's getting the entire ocean drunk now or something. I thought that was literally what they're going for, but no, I guess it's literally just he's imagining a sea of blood or something that is like, like he gets like attached to these waves that are just so huge and impossible. Uh. And then the fucking cat Oni just kind of comes out of nowhere. Please let me talk about this. Please let me talk about this. As soon as he touches down, the waves stop. Like, just for a... Just, like, there's a split-second break. And then, like, some version of the cat that's all giant and has huge claws and, like, weird, like, uh, mushroom-ear-looking things and sharp teeth comes out. It it looks like a fucking nightmare. It's great. I love it. It's a cat... It is 100% a cat Oni. Like, I mean, I don't think that's a thing, but that's what that looks like to me. It looks like a demon cat. It's it's the best. Yeah. You get the impression. I, I It seems like he's hallucinating, like as if what he drank from the bottle was just straight up LSD. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's... Well, <laughs> it was like straight up, it was just like absinthe. It was like he drank a whole bottle of absinthe at once, and he didn't die, he just hallucinated nightmares. Yeah. Um... um so yeah, but, he's chased. It just it was like it, it was it's just like uh he's chased. But then it turns out uh he gets chased in the bottom of the and then he gets his head caught inside the mouth of a giant toothy fish. But it turns out, oh, it was just the cat licking his head as the cat's fishing. And he wakes and, up and he starts crying and then the cat pats him on the set head and says, It's okay, everything will be fine. And then boom, the end. <laughs> yep, 
there's no there's no closure. We're left with more questions than answers. Very just, weird cartoon. I love we, this cartoon. Watch, if only for the uh, acid trip sequence. It's so good. Uh, we this was a cartoon where a bird got its worm stolen by a uh, cat that roofies a fisherman uh, after being sent to the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Like audience, did you forget that there was a bird in this cartoon? I really didn't because the bird was the best part of the cartoon. We liked the bird. The bird, bird in his pants can stay. Like, <laughs> at, they, they can say the, the fucking Rufy cat and the asshole farmer, they can go. I don't care. You know what? Rufy cat can come and like stay at my house. He's earned that. What's new, Rufy Fine. cat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the reason terrible. that's the reason that's that song is that's the reason that song is so repetitive is because he keeps getting roofied and forgetting it's <laughs> 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 the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> anyway so <laughs> let's go on to uh <laughs> let's move on from this moment <laughs> so we can forget about it <laughs> I go back to the lips. <laughs> you find that funny, Cirque? No, I'm just still laughing at Casey coming in with the uh, the song. <laughs> oh God, Alex just like I don't know overlay. Casey singing that with the uh, actual background music of that song. Do that. <laughs> oh, that, uh, that sounds difficult. <laughs> so what? He's getting paid now. All right. <laughs> I'm only kidding. You don't have to That's do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're comfortable with. All right. So drum roll, please. Uh, hmm. I don't know who this is. Uh, we're gonna watch a Alice cartoon. Hmm. Alice. That's new for us. All right. Um, who the fuck is called, Alice? I don't know. Maybe it's Alice in Wonderland. Maybe it's Alice in Chains. I have no idea. Nah, Either way, though, uh, uh, it's a reference. Keep going. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> well. While I get schooled by culture, uh, we are going to watch Alice Rattled by Rats. Rattled by Rats. All right. Surprise! Walt Disney! (laughs) It was a Disney cartoon. (laughs) Yep. Uh, as we were turning this on, we were like both discuss. We were all discussing with ourselves, like, "Oh, Alice, is this maybe like maybe this could be the Alice like live action cartoon stuff that Walt Disney did way back when?" And, uh, yep, not sure how Disney let that fall into the public domain. They're usually really, really stringent about that stuff, but here it is. This is actually that. Well, okay, so a uh, little history here. Um, so. Uh, basically, these shorts uh, are this short as well as like, it's a part of a series of shorts that uh, went on for uh, quite a number of years. Actually, it looks like uh, it started. Uh, the first one was in 1923, and then basically was there's 57 shorts altogether. 
um, from like then until like 1927. Um, and uh, yeah, that they first started uh, Virginia Davis as Alice. And okay, so first off, um, these shorts are interesting because it's a mixture of both live action and cartoon. Now, this cartoon does not necessarily uh, portray that uh, as much as like uh, like as like a as much as like other shorts would, including especially the very first one that came out, uh, Alice's Wonderland. Uh, but uh, yeah, like that's this is this is notable for being one of the first times, if not the first time, uh, anyone's attempted to put both a live action person with a cartoon. Um, and uh, that the little that's basically about a little girl who has a cat who looks a lot like Felix the cat, but I'm pretty sure is not supposed to be Felix the cat. Acts a lot um, like Felix though. Like he he does a lot of weird things with his uh, body and stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, basically, like it seems like the because from what I'm here, when I'm reading here, is basically uh, uh, they first did the first short like Oop I Works. Um, and Disney, uh, made the first short, uh, Alice's Wonderland. And then, uh, they wanted to start to try pitching that idea to a bunch of different studios. The studios that owned, uh, Felix the Cat, basically, uh, over at Winkler Pictures, uh, needed to, uh, uh, like, get a new replacement for Felix the Cat, because for whatever reason, they couldn't keep using him. So, that's why I'm pretty sure this is not supposed to be Felix the Cat, even though he looks exactly like Felix the Cat in every conceivable way. The cat um, in the previous cartoon we watched looked vaguely similar to this cat as well. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it's... it's it, these, are, these shorts are interesting, because, like I said, they are a mixture of live-action and uh, cart- animation, but also because they are Walt Disney cartoons. Uh, and the reason why that they fell into the public domain is mostly because Disney didn't really own them ever. And basically they just sort of fell into the public domain. Now Disney did eventually release a collection uh, in, on the, in their Walt Disney treasures uh, thing, a collection which basically have like a, uh, like a basically a restored uh, version. Like it's part of Disney's rarities, kind of like where they have like a lot of also the lucky rabbit shorts as well. Um, But they don't own that. They just, took stuff that was in the public domain and released it with their own fancy spin on them. Um, well, well, they did a, do a nice remastering of them all, apparently, which is pretty cool. But um, I actually, I'm actually really interested in trying to pe- track down the collection if I can find it. Um, but yeah, basically it's a, uh, uh, it's it just, it's really interesting thing. But another thing that I also want to bring up is that, okay, not only is it Walt Disney and Oop Iwerks, but the animators for the, uh, these shorts one of them was fucking Fritz Freeling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who is that? Fritz Freeling. Uh, he's huge uh, in the Warner Brothers. He did a lot of Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. Huh. He designed a lot of really important characters. Uh, he designed uh, Bugs Buddies, uh, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat, Yosemite Sam, Speedy Gonzales. Uh, he also uh, I, he also did the shorts for the Pink Panther. So like it's kind of a big deal, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's it's, uh, and I have to say that you know even without the pedigree here, this cartoon was really good and I really liked it a lot. Um, even though not a lot really happens in it, it's a lot yeah. of interesting stuff. I that will does say this: happen. we we did kind of talk up the live action and cartoon aspect, and the live action character Alice 
is present for probably 5% of this cartoon. Yeah, she shows up like three times yeah. and that's it. Yeah, the first thing she does is leave. <laughs> so, like... So... Well, uh, I mean, like, she, yeah, she, she leaves the house to... Uh, to the not Felix to watch over it. And then she leaves uh, on a vacation or something. And yeah, she, and she only really shows up again at the very end to get blown up by a bomb. Um, But other than that, like it, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of that, but even still it is interesting. And there's like, it, this is a whole series where that was the main gimmick is that it's a mixture of live action and, uh, you know, animation. Um, Personally, the fact that she's just, like, that there's live action on this, like, even just a little bit is just a cherry on top, because even without the live action animation, this is a good cartoon, I think. Right. And, uh, well, like, uh, just, I'm sorry to go back into the Disney history for a second, because we're about to actually talk about the cartoon. No, 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 that's Um, fine. But... But it's just, it's interesting to see it, this kind of thing, this early on in Walt Disney's career, uh, considering that, like, it, it only leads credence to the fact that, yes, Walt Disney had been trying to do this for his entire career. And, only, and like, he uh, he just couldn't do a feature film version of that basically up until Song of the South, which is when it was the first time that this was, like, done on such an ambitious scale where, like, live-action cartoon basically mixed together. And it's, like, one of the only reasons why Song of the South is worth remembering in any way is <laughs> just because it's an interesting bit in the... Uh, animation history and also just because uh the cartoon parts are actually the best parts of those uh that movie um but but then you can also see it again in stuff like pete's dragon uh you'll see it in mary poppins Rose sticks mary poppins of course um but you see it all over the place in don't Square, and it's just it's interesting to see it this far back in his career mm-hmm. so it's it's, it's like right. near the very beginning um but anyways let's go back to the actual cartoon uh, so basically, um, I guess, yeah, Alice leaves, uh, and then the cat turns his tail into a gun and starts, you know, guarding um, the place. Yeah. And he does this by trying to shoot a mouse that pops up out of the ground. Which, you know, that you, as you do as a cartoon cat with a tail gun, um, you would want to shoot mice that live in the hole next to your house and i mean i know if anybody who comes on the show is a mouse i'm gonna beat the shit out of them so i mean that's just the territory of course um so uh but yeah basically the cat basically tries to shoot the mouse but then there's a part which i don't understand what was going on but the mouse was trying to run away but couldn't and then so feel the not felix points the gun at the cat uh, at the mouse but then the gun keeps on curving back at the cat. I don't know what that was about. It was just a, it was just a slapstick gag gun. No, it's uh, metaphorical for his own internal yeah. feelings. He does not want to hurt anyone but himself. Or it's metaphorical for his penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> or he's just, or the mouse is just fortune for Metal Gear Solid Two, but. Um, but, you know, it's just like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure so many people who listen to this podcast know what Metal Gear Solid 2 is about. Anyways, probably um, they do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine a good portion of them. 
Actually, you know, that's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, we get to the... So we, basically after this, after the mouse has gone into the house, uh, the cat tries shooting it again, but then he just creates a hole in the floor and then he falls into a vat of moonshine that yeah. this little girl has been baking in her basement. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, this homebrew, this homebrew is in the basement of... Like a, a a ten year old girl, and there is no there is nothing that establishes that she has parents who live there. Hey, the police would never think to check a ten year old girl's house for a moonshine. Well, that's why the cat. No, no, no. See, that well, yeah, that's true. Exactly, Cirque. And see, that moonshine is actually the cat's stash, and he uses the little girl as a cover. So that's what. <laughs> yeah. So the cat drinks all of it. <laughs> like literally all in, of it. In he one just sip. he just goes in so, on it. So back back to back themes that we have so far are black cats and uh, substance abuse. False protagonist. If, if, if the third cartoon has those two things, then you all win a prize. Yay! Yay! But like, but unlike the previous cartoon where that substance abuse led to a nightmare, this was made the cat just more fun and cool. Um, he, and, he looked uh, like he was enjoying himself <laughs> aside from the point where he went over to the side of the tub and vomited. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like it's not, it's when you think about it, it's not too weird seeing a Disney cartoon, having a, a cartoon character getting drunk off their ass, but it is definitely unusual to see that same cartoon character by in a D- Disney cartoon, then vomiting up the alcohol into like a bucket. In a like, cartoon, that's not in a cartoon whose titular character is a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he, but, he does uh, like a little wiggly dance and stuff yeah, for a bit. The cat, the cat becomes really fun. <laughs> <after>. <laughs> Remember kids drink, all the moonshine and you'll be fun. Just like this cat on the big screen. Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, so from there though, like pretty much up until like the last like couple minutes of the short, it's just a bunch of vignettes of mice, uh, playing the piano and dancing and wrecking shop and Uh, wrecking shop, but like really fun, entertaining ways. Like one mouse does a moonwalk. He does uh, a pelvic thrust. Yeah, he does several public thrusts, public thrusts in a row, and also puts on, uh, steals like a uh, one of those like cigarettes and a cigarette holder and a hat from a portrait in the background of what looks like Farmer Alfalfa. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Farmer Alfalfa is my head canon is that it is Farmer Alfalfa, and that the cat from this cartoon is the cat from the last cartoon. <laughs> I, I just. I, uh, I love your little uh, 1929 fan fiction you're going to make. Yeah. <laughs> fan fiction. Um, but, uh, but yeah, basically it's, it's more or less standard kind of stuff, except for like the moments where the mouse segments into three bits and then uses all like his head and his torso and his legs to play different parts of the piano at the same time. Oh, and um, we can't, we can't forget mouse pants. Oh, and mouse pants. Of course. Mouse yeah. Pants. The dude, the mouse dances so hard that his, uh, his pants fall down and everyone starts laughing at him. So he just and then dances. He dances them back on. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not just, how it works. But okay. We start, we start, we, we start with bird pants. We are in the middle with mouse pants. So hopefully we'll get, I don't know, some other kind of pants in the last cartoon. Um, and 
let's see. But yeah, basically from here is just like a lot of different vignettes of just mice wrecking stuff. But it's all really fun and fluid animated. I love every single mouse's dance in this thing. It's just they're all great, great dances. Uh, and then the cat finally stops trying to be like he's still drunk, but he goes up the stairs and uh then tries catching the mouse, but he seems not very super concerned about it. And then he misses and then he his head through a portrait. And then for some reason, his head turns like 360 degrees, like several times. I like as he's trying to pull it out of the painting. I, I, was that what it was supposed to be? I, yeah, well, that's, that's the impression I got. But the body stayed stock still during that. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and he was had like a big grin on his face while he was doing it. And then a mouse shoved a uh, spring up his ass. Yeah. Yeah, they shoved the spring up his ass. And then, uh, God, from there, basically, it was like, uh, well, the mice basically try to, basically, Alice starts coming home, and then the mice try kicking out the cat by putting the soap on... Was it like on his like foot or something? It was on like the spring, I think. Yeah. It yeah. It was on the spring. Okay. So put it on the spring, and then uh, sl- they slid him out the door, and they curved the patio up into a ramp, and then uh, he does some sweet tricks. <laughs> he does some sweet and, tricks, rad, radical, and he and he just he just misses a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the spring to bounce him, uh, it, it, it bounce him back up, and then the cactus moves underneath him, like yeah, and then just beats the shit out of him. Like, it like really... let me let me, let me clarify. It's not like he bounces up and then he lands into the cactus. As he's bouncing up, the cactus grows legs, moves like right under him, and then plants itself back down. It was really funny. It was very unexpected. It was so And good. I feel like a lot of... Uh, I've actually... That's something I've discovered is, like, I've come to be able to predict a lot of the jokes in, like, the later slapstick cartoons that we watch, but for some reason, in these early ones, I rarely see them coming. Uh, which is why I think that Cactus one was so effective for me is because I, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. Well, and there's also just like, the fact that the Cactus just beats the ever-loading sh- out of the cat. Yeah. It's just like it's it is it's merciless and painful. Um but then like I, I mean what I really like about this cat though is that uh like there's so many things I think uh is that he's he lives in such a cartoony um space where his tail can be literally anything that he needs. And uh that's is great little thing because like uh here he had in order to get past the cactus he after being thrown out of it he must he pull vaults over it using his tail um and then like when trying to try to come up with an idea to get the uh mice out of the house he thinks up literally the word idea which then turns into a bomb (laughs) And <laughs> which for which he then lifts the house up by its corner and rolls it underneath. <laughs> and which, then as uh, he's slyly walking away, the mice toss back at him. And it gets yes. it gets caught right on his tail. Mm-hmm. It's it's a and then that's when uh the cat goes over back to Alice, and then the cat and Alice blow up. <laughs> and it's over. That's it. The end. Alice was barely in it. 
<laughs> One thing we failed to mention when, when we were watching this is that like there's a lot of really disconcerting voices that happen throughout it <laughs> that are just like the like uh, the dubbing over or something like that of the voices is just like it's weird. It's out of place in a lot of times. Like, not only to think that it's out of sync, is it? It feels out of place. Yeah, it was uh, clearly improvisational, and uh, well, it would have well, been better not without just that, it. But, Lots of like, uh, wees. Yeah, yeah. There's the cat going wee all the time. <laughs> when he was so completely drunk. I, that was that. That actually worked for me. That actually worked for me. Um, but yeah, it's it, this was a fun short. I, I would. I would suggest. That people watch this one definitely i like this one yeah yeah and there's like a bajillion of these shorts in our collection so yeah like we'll we'll see more of this and that makes me kind of happy so well a bajillion there's only three alice shorts right on this disc on yeah. the other disc oh okay that's sick so let's go ahead and let's for one last time tonight bring up the list. The list. list. The little lip, lip smack at the end was a good touch. Jesus, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry for everyone who hates male soids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just make a drum roll out of mouth noises. Oh God! Please don't. <laughs> sounds that sounds like a nightmare. Alex, please don't. Make make a drum roll out of like a spoon, like stirring macaroni. Uh, uh, uh. What did we get? Uh, we got. <laughs> Mr. Bang, Katrina, and Skipper, which is the series we're going to be watching. And we're going to watch Toonerville Picnic. Oh. I have no idea what this is. This is very curious. Let's solve the mystery, shall we? All three of the cartoons we watched today definitely take place in the same universe. <laughs> well, of course, it, it takes place in the same universe as Roger Rabbit, because all tunes live in the same but, universe. Yeah, this. So this this cartoon had Farmer Alfalfa. I mean, <laughs> head canon Farmer Alfalfa, of course. Uh, right. It had an octopus. It kind of booked. It kind of bookended the first one because this one ended with a bird. Um, that is true. That is true. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you guys felt about this one. I actually liked it. I liked it too. Um, oh no, I, I did too. Yeah. Uh, I dug it in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, it's sort of like, a. it's basically just kind of like, uh, old fashioned vaudeville type of like Buster Keaton or, uh, like. Charlie Chaplin type of like shenanigans, it, it, but as a cartoon. Yeah, yeah it so feels really like turn of the century, like like that late Victorian sort of feeling, because like the bathing suits and the trolley and stuff. It, it just gave yeah. it that feel, you know. 
And it takes but place it also, in Toonerville, which I know, you know, here here in Toontown, we don't take too kindly from the folks at Toonerville. Toonerville. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those people are assholes. But yeah, like, it, it stars a character named, uh, what was it again? I think Mr. Bang. Um, yeah, Mr. Bang, who is essentially uh, a human version of Donald Duck. In character. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's about, that's fair. Yeah. I was thinking like uh, Squidward, but like angry. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little Squidwardian. <laughs> Squidwardian. He's very um, straight, man. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, basically it's, it's the classic premise of there's a really angry guy who needs to just relax for a day and actually have like a vacation or something that will like make him so he can like chill. He's literally ordered uh, this by he, a doctor at the start of the uh, cartoon. Yeah. And, uh, basically, uh, he has, he goes to the beach to try to relax and literally everything gets in his way. Um, I mean, the, the, the cartoon starts off in a way that made me really uncomfortable. And that is a really lumpy half naked cartoon man. Um, <laughs> that's like being like examinated, which is the Mr. Bang or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, just, I don't know. Like the, it was just a really lumpy looking dude. And it's just weird to see a shirtless lumpy dude. It, like it was, it's like an average frame, like exaggerated to grotesque proportions. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm not trying to body shame or anything. It's just like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's something weird to see that, we thought in we, a cartoon. We thought it. We thought I think from the start that it was going to be a bunch of like weird uh, body humor, like forties era body humor type stuff. You know, it it gave that feeling across. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like I was less weirded out by it than you guys. I don't know. That's fine. Maybe That's fair. I mean, it's just it's just it's I don't know. Yeah, but either way, like basically, uh, yeah. So we go. Like, he's ordered to go to the beach or basically go out on vacation kind of thing, a day out. Uh, and he goes on the trolley. And, yeah, basically he... It's... Uh, the first gag is basically that it's just really loud and he... The conductor can't understand anything that uh, Mr. Bang is saying. And the conductor is the... Uh... He's the Farmer Alfalfa lookalike. He looks yeah. just like Farmer Alfalfa, except yeah. with like a little conductor hat. He even has and like my, a my pipe. Head, my headcanon is that he is Farmer Alfalfa. He's, so, he's moved uh, up from the farm. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, he, he went, he became a city slicker. Uh, mm. And they... Take the trolley. Yeah, let's see. They're in the trolley, and then they stop to pick up a bunch of other people. And that Ooh. makes Mr. Bang upset. Right? Yep, because yeah. the trolley gets all crowded and stuff, and he has yeah, to sit and, next to a dog. And he does not like the dog and the feelings mutual. And they, they, they growl at each other, and the dog is wearing a hat. And, uh... And, uh... He's kind of doing like his anger management exercises, you know, like like counting counting to five and stuff like that <laughs> under his breath. 
He's really trying his best to not be angry. Now, uh, before we continue on with this uh, plot here, uh, I just want to kind of bring up, because I wanted to look up the whole, well, this weird kind of enigma of this cartoon. Um, and apparently this used to be a big deal. Uh, specifically, uh, this was an adaptation of, uh, yet another adaptation of a uh, comic strip of the day uh, called Toonerville Folks. Huh. Um, yeah. Huh. it's uh it's like there's there are live action movies like silent ones one where mickey rooney played as one of the characters <laughs> in the shorts oh uh uh then there's uh then there were like the th- uh three shorts animated shorts the ones that we one of the first ones we watched on right here um and that was back in uh 1936 uh snazzy i mean like it's it's, it's weird. Uh, and apparently the most recent thing from this character, these characters, was in 1977 where PBS released a collection of Christmas cartoons and made a Toonerville trolley cartoon called Lost and Found. And I don't know. That's, that's, like, that's the most recent we get with this franchise. So it's, it's weird. I don't know. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently Stephen King, uh, named, uh, referred, called it, uh, referred a drug trip, uh, in Pet Cemetery to Toonerville Trolley. That's the only other really interesting thing I could really find, hmm. information-wise. Um, oh, also, uh, apparently one of the characters, uh, Katrina, Katrinka, I don't even know if we saw them in this cartoon, uh, was animated by Joseph Barbera. Huh. Oh, Hello. Yeah, so... Was, was uh, Katrinka supposed to be the large woman? Maybe. I... I they, they mentioned they mentioned the character by name. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Uh, so, so, yeah, they, they take the trolley down to the beach. And... Let's <laughs> see, I'm just struggling to... Well, recall the order everything happens in. I think from there, everybody gets out and then they start frolicking around in the water. He, Mr. Bang, tries to go into the water and he runs into the conductor who is flowing backwards. And then I think he tries and struggles to get into a chair and the chair kind of kicks his ass. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and then does he ever get comfy? I don't recall. Uh, I feel like he throws no. he throws no, it he and then it sets itself up and then I don't know. He he attempts to get comfy. Uh like the gag that actually worked the best in this uh short was the part where uh he's trying to set up the uh fold up chair. Um and like he when he does so it's like just like all angled out in a weird way. He gets trapped in different types of ways until it finally fixes itself to normal. Until, and he just slowly eases into it, uh, but then it just then snaps and just kind of like goes crazy and starts wrestling him, basically. Mm. Which, uh, honestly, was one of the, the jokes that actually did make me laugh a lot uh, when I was watching this. Like, Ernest did laugh. But it also, uh, you mentioning that this character is a lot like Donald Duck, maybe just realized that, that just feels like 100% a Donald Duck gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I don't know. It's, 
it, it like, basically it's not really super important what happens. I mean, did we talk about the dog? I, I was like, we, 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 we mentioned we, we mentioned dog. the dog. Yeah. That dog is fucking weird, isn't he? He's a strange dog. Because uh, <laughs> his face, it's like the muzzles like shaved so that there's just face there, except for like a bit of fur that's a mustache. It's it's a weird look. It's like it's like that dog professor from that one Molly Moo Cow cartoon, which is the weirdest coloration where it's like the face. Is and like the dog gray, is also a is dick. Oh, the dog's an asshole completely. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that, that asshole dog tries eating snacks, the food of Mr. Bay. Yeah, he who, who pulls out who pulls out what appears to be uh, a lunch of chicken and tofu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heaven and hell, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to have you have to have two proteins for lunch. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So basically, like, yeah, the dog like inhales an entire chicken leg, bone and all, uh, which is not very good. And that dog is probably gonna get splinters in its tummy and half. You know, it's not, it's not gonna be a fun time for them. Yeah, it's not um, great. But uh, yeah. So. Just it, it it's it's a uh, then the the, the 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 there's this reoccurring gag like the 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 big lady she the only thing she really serves the function is to be fat. And well, I don't know if the implication was that she was fat or that she was very strong because she, she lifts she yeah. lifts the trolley and throws it into the ocean. I mean that's true. I'm not gonna deny that. And when I and when saying, I googled when I googled uh, Katrinka Tunerville, one of the images I'm finding is a photo of a real life woman who is carrying her children with her arms. Like I think the implication is supposed to be that she's strong, and it was just communicated very poorly. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's probably more on the line but mm-hmm. it's just like I, i'm just thinking about how there's a part where like she's splashing with the ch- train conductor mm-hmm. and uh like she ends up creating the tidal wave that just that sweeps the lunch away from the dog and mr bang um yeah it's, it's I uh know. i don't know it Maybe maybe it's just that she's strong. Who or, knows? Or that she is just really large say. in general. It could be a mix. I, I mean, yeah. But but either way, yeah. Point uh, point but, is the the picnic that he puts out the like a titular picnic gets pulled into the ocean, and he starts like trying to uh, race the dog to get back to his food. But and yeah, keep going. Well, no, go on, because I, I don't like this motherfucker. You do, though. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy, because he is weird and goofy, and I like him. Uh, I think I think we've learned I think we've learned in this uh, in this episode of our podcast that HT does not like octopi. <laughs> That's not fair. I like octopi. Oh, so okay, okay. No, I was just I was I just, just <laughs> checking because you you made you made comments about the first one and you're saying you don't like this one. I was wondering if maybe that was like no, something that was no, no, like no, maybe no. a bit of like a phobia or I no, don't know. no. The first the first one was because it had a weird fucking trunk tentacle that was like fucked up and weird. Mm. Uh, this one, he was just an annoying asshole. Oh I, yeah, I well just, he was he was a jerk, but he was also a villain, <laughs> so. I don't know. I mean, he sure. was there. He was there to. He was there to create conflict. 
If, uh, if he was there just for that gag where he like eats literally the entire picnic, uh, then I probably would have not been so annoyed by him. But then he just would not go away. <laughs> and I don't know. I just couldn't stand it. I, I saw his presence as kind of the climax of the cartoon. Yeah. So I don't know. At any I mean, rate, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that it shouldn't have a climax or that wasn't the climax or anything. I'm just saying that I thought he was an annoying. I don't know because he sure, laughs a lot. Yeah, and he makes you weird noises. Yeah, but you yeah, know he, what? He laughs a lot, makes weird noises, and he looks ugly. I don't like his color scheme. You know what? I'm okay with that. Okay, there you go. So one 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 out two out of three like this octopus. There uh, go. I would say I was more or less ambivalent towards it. So we've got a bit of a spectrum of feelings about this octopus. <laughs> oh boy, meet the press over here, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's 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 me every episode. <laughs> so <laughs> ambivalent about both of our feelings. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just. Uh, from there, basically, there's a lot of antics. Like, there's this part that Cirque mentioned where, or Casey mentioned, I don't know, uh, that, that, I can't remember who mentioned, but they lifted the trolley. That was Casey. Trinka lifts, that was Casey. Lifting the trolley up and throwing it at the octopus, which just makes basically the scene from Jaws happen, uh, where they're like, where he's like being in the flooding boat and like trying to avoid the shark and shit. Um, then, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, ugh. I mean, from there, basically, the octopus gets... How does the octopus go away again? I completely forget. Um, Me too. I think he just f***s off. That might be yeah. it. <laughs> but Mr. Bang is is inside of the trolley, and it's full of water like a fish tank. You got a little bit of shaky yeah. cam there. That's neat. I don't know. It's, that, that was neat, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, like... God, I, I just, I get worried that, like, I feel like that we're kind of, like, seem like we're cr- incredibly cynical about this weird, because, like, this weirdness that's going on. Uh, I just, I don't know really what to say other than, like, I mean, there, there are parts that I really liked. It's, uh, I like the, like, there's a lot of really good visual gags. There's some characters. I actually really do like the character designs. Uh, and I really don't hate the octopus that much. I'm just, I just found it kind of annoying. Um... But basically from here, all that really happens is that uh, Mr. Bang goes to the doctor's house at night and tries to start a fight with him. But then he accidentally punches himself and then he gets birds over his head and then the doctor just puts the bird cage over his head while the birds are tweeting and that's the end. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's not really not a cartoon you can analyze around. It's not as bizarre as the other cartoons we've watched tonight, which were worth discussing if it, I, I, I like i like that all three of the cartoons we watched had themes in common though yeah that is true um and i, I do like the history i really think we should get back to doing more history with this stuff because i feel like that's actually kind of important um so it's nice getting, know, it's, getting to learn what, along with you the viewers when she brings this stuff up yeah so basically it's it's an okay cartoon. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, this is not like this is like actually entertaining. There's some actual genuine laughs in it, so I probably I would I would check it out just for that. Um, it's definitely not one of the what do you call it? the the regular fellers cartoon thing, whatever it was called, the days or something. Yeah, um, something like that. I liked I liked the character Mister Bang a lot. I thought he was cool. 
Oh yeah, he's cool. I uh, mean, I also really like Donald Duck. So yeah. So basically, if you if you like the character if you like the characterization of Donald Duck, you would probably like this one. Yeah, more or less. This was a good night. This was a good night for cartoons. Yeah. yeah, we got three pretty decent ones in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, there were two extremely surreal ones, but you know, still. And I now, time for commercialism. <laughs> Yeah, well, ca- capitalism. <laughs> We're well, ready I to. Mean, hmm? yeah, well, yeah, I guess I was gonna say. <laughs> I was, uh, but you yeah, know, yeah, right. You're right. You know, we were talking about car commercials, but before yeah. we get to that commercialism, um, we are going to talk about something else first. Because okay, so first off, we are at the start where we respond to your prompts. Um, now uh, every week we have a different prompt that uh, we give out to our audience of things that people want to respond to. And, uh, you know, if you missed a prompt on a previous episode, you can always shoot us an email and tell us what you think about that. I would totally love to hear from you. Um, and we'll read it off on the air. Uh, and uh, we're going to start with one uh, email that we got from a prompt that, uh, you know, just barely missed out uh, of us uh, from uh, Jace about a cartoon that helped them through a very hard time. So, let's go ahead. Uh, hi, it's Jace here. Sorry for the two episode ago response. Uh, no, again, no. I am okay with yeah, that. Yeah, no need to yeah, apologize. Just, just send it. Yeah. Just do the thing. Just do it. Do the thing. Just do the thing. Uh, I've got to say that Adventure Time helped me out hugely around five years ago. I started the year going through some particular, uh, particularly heartbreaking, taxing times, and for whatever reason, I started watching this show on and off when Cartoon Network repeated it, and I found myself more hooked onto a cartoon TV show than I had in ages. First, for how funny it was, and everything else that falls. I introduced the show to my older brother, and eventually a good amount of my extended family were also into it later, and having this weird show be something that I could share with people this, uh, like this made my year all easier to get through. Still to catch over the last few years, though. Um, and, yeah, from Jace. Uh, and, Thank you, you know, response. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a really good response. Um, it's really good to be able to share a cartoon with people that you care about. That's mm-hmm. honestly something I try doing. That's basically what I did with Gravity Falls with Cirque. I was the one who basically introduced Cirque to Gravity Falls. And, and I really appreciate uh, that you did, dude. Yes. And... Uh, I also did the same thing with My Little Pony with Triss, uh, my other friend here. Uh, so basically, I created two different monsters for two different series. So there you go. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, my 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 uh, dark secret is that I'm still haven't seen past the mid part of season one of Adventure Time. <laughs> uh, as much as I really like the series from what I've seen, I just couldn't get hooked into it as hard as other people have been so i probably should watch more especially now that apparently it's like especially when the story stuff started actually kicking in and stuff but you know it's it's a weird situation for me i don't mm-hmm. know why i haven't watched as much as adventure time as i probably should um uh but yeah so thank you for responding to a previous prompt, jace thank now, you very much what we're gonna do now is we're going to go to this week's prompt. And this week's prompt, uh, when you... See, we also tweet it out whenever we have a prompt. And when it's a new prompt, we'll answer it 
both from um, our emails and our Twitters. And oh, oh by the way, I, I think I should mention my email, our emails here, which is uh, ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. And our Twitter is at ToontownPublic. Um, and yeah, for those new problems, we have like a little thing where you can reply to. And yeah, you can totally those. So um, just please, please, for the love of God, respond to prompts that are older uh, through email because it's harder to keep track of older prompts. I'm sorry, on Twitter. It's really hard. Um, and newer ones, in fact. It's a, it's a little bit more difficult for us to to catch any of the... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> if, if you can help emailing in, that would be the preferred way, but we will do our best to keep uh, to keep up with Twitter. Yeah, of course. Um, so for our uh, for our newest prompt, our newest prompt was uh, what was a cartoon that uh, what was a cartoon? What was an that, animated commercial? Yeah, what was right. an animated commercial? that you really liked uh i mean i i think a phrase that was your favorite animated commercial but i didn't want to phrase it like that right here because i feel like we do that every other prompt <laughs> so <laughs> um so uh for uh emails regarding this we got uh one over here from jace again who literally sent this like a minute before we started recording uh nice timing so so he's so jace goes uh, I know the timing of this comment is probably sad to some, but I think one of the clo- uh, one of the closest to my heart when I was a kid, being from the UK, was the original late '80s toy commercial for Toys R Us that would play every year around the toy uh, time. Toy marketing gets crazy ahead of the holiday season. It's a little cheesy, but the vibes I got from it growing up were uh, somehow both warm and exciting. Jingle's not bad either. I also want to give a shout out to Kellogg's Milk Bar commercials with the cow going uh, doing the Arnie, Arnie impersonation. Arnie impersonation. Ugh. Arnie impersonation. Because it because how could I not mention get a mention? How could I not get a mention? And I have no idea what you're talking about because I am not in the UK. <laughs> so uh Fine Ursine uh linked uh a uh ad to uh the Got Milk commercial that features the Trix Rabbit. Really good which, one. Freaking fantastic one. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, basically, it's a human goes into his house, but then he unzips himself. And it turns out it's the Trix Rabbit, and he ha- finally has a box of tricks, and he goes to pour it, and he pours the boys about to pour in the milk, but then he doesn't have milk. And he just makes a little line as he looks at the uh, empty uh, carton, and then it just switches to the uh, whole got milk. Yes, it's like, it's genuinely a perfect commercial. It's really good. It's very good. <laughs> and uh, first off, Finer Sign, thank you a lot for the response. We super appreciate it. And segueing off of that, that goes into uh, one of my favorite animated commercials. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are we counting three animation as part of this? Oh, it's the Mario one, isn't it? Hell yeah, it's the Mario uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really good. I think. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is hella good. Yeah, I think that was one of the first times. I was like, a, well, I'm sure there were other times, like with Jurassic Park and stuff, where I was like, when I was like a little kid, I was like, hey, you can do three animation with real life stuff. I uh, 
I remember that commercial distinctly because of the fact that uh, they actually used a real level in Super Mario 64 in the game. And uh, I, I, when I was when I actually saw that in Super Mario 64 for the first time after seeing the Got Milk commercial, I was like, oh, my God. It's real. But then it turns out the <laughs> it's real. But then it turns out that jump that the kids are trying to make was actually stupid f***ing easy. And they're just really well, bad at video games. <laughs> yeah, they're kids. Don't donk on kids and have Elliot do video games. I was a kid, too. I was like 10. <laughs> Chories, dunking on chories. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, Sapphire Jack responded, uh, and they said uh, that uh, the only one I can think of is this, since it has a real style. I remember somebody linked to it as an example of a bygone era of hand-drawn animation. Uh, it's for a Milky Way car, like Milky Way bar commercial that's got like car and that's red and blue from like 1989. I have not seen this. Um, so let me go ahead and link this to you. So, uh, huh. I don't know what the fuck I just watched. It was two so cars <laughs> who just ate a lot of garbage. They were, the, the animation was fantastic, though. Really? It was Style. super, super good animation. Yeah, the red car just, like, it. this looks like, it, uh, it, it shames me to say it, but it looks like a fucking fetish thing I would see online, somewhere, <laughs> like a TV or something. That's what it reminded me of. Because the car just gets ridiculously fat, and it's just ridiculous. Well, I don't it also, know. It also it also vores another car, right, or something like that. Yeah, it definitely does yeah. vore a car. So, <laughs> guys, the the cars fan community got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legit shocked. I haven't seen more shit like that. I'm probably gonna see more when I'm like a 40 year old, and all those whippersnappers have grown old at this point. But. Uh, Anyways, life is uh, a highway. I want to eat everything inside. Dude, you. <laughs> Sapphire Jack also posted a uh, really horny rabbit from Cadbury. <laughs> that like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the UK version of uh, Lullaby. Yeah, it's like <laughs> incredibly sultry rabbit. <laughs> what the 80s man it was really good though it was a it was, good yeah. album it's... whatever I'm here for it <laughs> oh boy uh, I have so, no shame uh, anymore yeah same uh, so sketchy Jeanette responded and said the, enti- the entire CG Hot Wheels ca- car movie uh, Hot Wheels Highway 35. I know it is not a commercial, but the movie is about Hot Wheels. It totally made me obsessed with them when I would watch it as a kid. Yes, I'm young, and I probably know, know you know you know what I'm talking about. And yes, you're right. I have no idea who you're talking about. Whippersnapper. Kind of do? I don't know. I kind of remember there being Hot Wheels movies, and I may have caught some of them before. I remember there was a Bionicles movie. Hey, that Bionicles uh, movie was- Bad? Passable. It was bad. Passable. <laughs> All of them were bad. Passable. 
I considered I considered uh, adding it to the list for Toontown Nights. Actually, uh, <laughs> Mask of Light was okay. It, it, it had a uh, it had Vegeta as the main dude, so which is strange to see Vegeta in a Bionicles. <laughs> I am. I am utterly detached to Bionicles beyond the handful of figures I got just because they looked neat. <laughs> oh, man. So I, they had lore, I literally yeah. have no idea what the plot is. <laughs> ten-year-old, ten-year-old me was deep, deep in that Bionicles lore. <laughs> the, the, Bionicles, the Bionicles Flash game on their website was my mist. And I wish I was joking. <laughs> That game was hard. I don't ever think I like. I I barely was at like the surface. I never got past like any of the puzzles. So yeah, mm. it, was, it was a really really good uh, really good game though. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. <laughs> oh, it is not. Um, so that was all the audience submissions. So we actually got more than I was expecting, but you know, still good. Happy yeah, for very good response. So I like, you guys I like a this lot. prompt, and I like I like these answers. So yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, so if you had responses that uh, you had but missed out here, just send us an email and we'll look into it. So, you know, ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Now, on to our responses to this. So, uh, who wishes to go first? I, I technically went first with the response to a fine air sign. So, that's... Oh, or is it, was yep, yours the Mario one? Yourself. Who wants to go second? Um... So I'm kind of split. I've got two of them, and I don't know which one is well, the official one. Well, how about While you're deciding, uh, I am going to go ahead and do mine. Now, okay. uh, honestly, like I could go a lot of different directions. I can go with something that I was like remember seeing a bajillion times on TV as a kid that just like kind of stuck in my head, like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Or, or the Sears commercial. Like, yeah. <laughs> my favorite animated commercials the sears commercial um but um uh <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought there jesus okay okay you're welcome uh, or i could go with something that's just is so incredibly bizarre that it just like made an impression on me like uh the the freaking uh gushers commercials or like the the honeycomb devil oh, beast God. thing the, the crazy do craving both. <laughs> do both yeah or or like the fucking like uh what do you call it the uh oh, crap. what was it the uh the, those waffle commercials which are just like the, the weirdest <laughs> yeah. yeah those are the weirdest commercials i've seen that were marketed towards my age i don't know what anyone was thinking with those um waffle but, sona yeah, waffle soda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and speaking of four, also, but yes. um, anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, instead of any of those the pieces of debauchery, um, I decided to go with something that I remember watching uh, for the first time uh, not too long ago. But it's a ad, uh, a Jello ad that was made. Uh, really a long time ago, back when uh, Alice in Wonderland first came out, uh, the original Disney one, that is, like the one that was like a, uh, the animated Disney film of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, and it is a great commercial, and I'm going to show it to you two right now. 
Okay. It's true, you know. Ask any little girl. When it comes to entertaining, there's nothing quite like Jello. It's so bright, so colorful. It's like something out of Wonderland. All right, and uh, so I, I really like this commercial because, um, so as someone who was really into Alice in Wonderland, the actual books as a kid, uh, you know, I was kind of sad when they cut stuff from the original Disney movie. Um, and uh, it's actually, and this is this, this cartoon, this uh, Jell-O ad, is basically in stars two characters that were cut from the Disney version. Apparently they were going to be in the movie, but they had to cut them at the last moment. And that was uh, the Mock Turtle and the Griffin. Um, and I love this commercial so much because it's basically just Alice crashing in onto quote-unquote eligible bachelors talking about how they can't entertain. And then she says, why don't you just make some jello? And then they're like, oh my God, that is just wonderful. Thank you, darling. And it's just like the most beautiful... Like, it has oh a little cow with a turtle shell. Yes, that's the mock voice turtle. by the uh, mo- voice with Hawaii the Pooh voice. Oh wait, no, yeah. no, 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 Piglet, kind of Piggly. Yeah, yeah, pig- I believe the Piglet voice did. The Piglet voice did uh, the mock turtle, and then uh, the one who the person who does uh, who did uh, Winnie the Pooh and Ka did like the main overall narration. Um, but the Griffin. Oh my god, that Griffin is so fabulous. I love him so much. Oh my god. Um Same. like it is like it, it like it literally is just like like it's supposed to be like a conversation like you would see like in a 1950s like kind of housewife kind of commercial is like, how am I supposed to entertain? Uh I never took the cooking class. It was just too expensive. But it's <laughs> but it's the friggin' mock turtle who's a dude and the griffin who's a dude. So it's basically just it literally it really just seems like Alice just broke into like or like just stumbled into these this gay couples like dilemma about how they're going to have brunch tomorrow with their friends. And it's just it's fabulous. I love it. It's adorable. It's, it's cute. It's delightful. And I love it's I really love good. the griffin's design. I love the mock turtle's design. It's great. It's perfect. It's great. I love it. Um, okay, so I, I decided on mine. Um, the one that I didn't choose, in case anyone wants to look it up, and I'm going to make these two watch it after the show, but I think it'll be less interesting to talk about. Uh, just look up Eric Goldberg Thompson Local Directory. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, and Eric Goldberg is the animator who worked on it, and it's very good. I'll show them afterwards. I think Cirque will especially like it. The one I'm going to show you guys, though, um, requires a little bit of context uh, in order for it to be fully appreciated. Um, so uh, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, uh, for some legal reasons, or not necessary for legal reasons, they, they weren't allowed to advertise on each other's networks because those things were monitored by the networks. Um, however... Uh, uh, Nickelodeon, uh, sorry, I'm pulling it up. Nickelodeon, uh, had, uh, they, they also did ads for local businesses and for those, they would outsource them to, uh, to, uh, local, uh, network. Uh, I don't know what to call them. Uh, just the people, the people who take care of the local, uh, Network, local affiliates. Yeah. yeah, so like those those people who who aired the ads for local businesses did not monitor <laughs> what they put <laughs> on their network very carefully. Oh, uh, no. So Cartoon Network, 
<laughs> uh, decided to throw a bit of shade. Uh, let me send you. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's, it's, I it's don't really good. I am waiting with bated breath here. Hurry up! We're not even supposed to be on this channel. Cartoon Network is. Ooh, hey, pretty mama. Johnny! Oh, Cartoon Network's got this thing right. It's called Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, and we're on it. That's great. It's just so snarky. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> I just like how they they run into an orange backdrop because they a hundred percent like it's just, yeah they, they're they're practically using Nickelodeon's branding. <laughs> it, it, it just has the feeling to it of we got this one chance to use this loophole. We're never gonna get to do this again. Yeah. So like like for the people listening like it, it just has a whole bunch of Cartoon Network characters like like hurry up we're not even supposed to be on this channel quick change to Cartoon Network we're all on Cartoon Network these are the shows we have hurry up and change the channel before we have to go and like, <laughs> and like it's just really I just thought it's it was great. really clever it's uh, right. I love it so oh, yeah man. Uh, that's it, it, yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's that is one of the most brilliant invasion marketing it's like mm. oh. God, it's good. Just very that clever. So um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that was our uh, that was our uh, prompt for this week. Now, uh, so we are actually, I believe we're getting really close. Um, to let me look at stuff actually really fast while I'm thinking about it. But uh, so a while back we actually proposed an idea. Of like, uh, propose an idea of like you know, hey, uh, let's do a prompt where like the audience members ask us questions that you want to know about us or things we like and stuff like that. And we thought it was a bit too early and self indulgent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we're getting really close to our first year of Toontown Public Works, um, and Cirque uh, Cirque just brought up the idea of you know let's do that let's actually do it especially now yep. that we have our patreon all that kind of stuff we actually have an audience to a degree and, and almost quote unquote. <laughs> and it'll um, be for it'll be for our 25th episode which i would say is a somewhat significant number yeah so, of course we've been sticking so, out yeah. this for like a year and we've been doing really good and yeah i so, think it's about time so our our first prompt this is gonna be our first time with this prompt here which is going to be uh just Ask us a question, um, something that you would like to know about uh, us, uh, what we like, our interests, um, and just shoot one our way. And then uh, when it comes to us going ahead and doing like a, like, so we will shoot questions at each other. So we'll have to come up with something we're going to ask each other about. So, yay. Um, so, yeah, I believe that's going to be it for this week. Um, now, uh, again, our Patreon should be up and running right now, so just go ahead and check that out. Uh, we are still looking for feedback on that too, so just, you know, always show one our way if you have any questions or if you have anything you want to give us. Um, we also, you know, and if you can't donate anything, you're not a bad person. I don't really mind, just, you know... Another thing that really helps us out is just to tell a friend or to retweet our tweets on Twitter or to, you know, just 
just just do something to let us know that you're listening, you're out there, and you're you know that's always that's always just very nice. You you just even saying that you like us makes me mm-hmm. feel really good. Um, so uh, let's see. Our email again is uh, toontownpublicworks at gmail dot com. Uh, there is also our Twitter, which is at toontownpublic. Uh, Casey, say your thing. Uh, if you would like to watch any of the cartoons that we watched today or the commercials that we talked about at the end of the show, feel free to check out the show notes at toontownpublicworks.com. And as always, we'd like to thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki for we, editing our wonderful podcast. Thank we you very really, much. This one is a this is yeah. a tricky one. <laughs> so yeah, this one's gonna this one's gonna be a nightmare for you. I've cursed a yeah. lot. We of really appreciate, a lot of sinking. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate the hard work that you put into the show, you guys, mm-hmm. and we could not do this without you. So thank you guys so much for this. Yay! So uh, let's see. Anything else worth mentioning? Um. I think that's it. I think that's it. So, all right. Uh, So this has been Toontown Public Works. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sarah the Cat. And these cartoons have been archived.